Australia is having a borderline revolution against lockdowns. An Iowa teacher says that she's getting around the state ban of critical race theory in her teachings to teach that BS to kids. And the federal government is releasing migrants from the border into multiple cities across America. We're going to get to all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop this video a like, subscribe to the post notifications on every single day. If you can, listen to flips of the show, the Joey Saladino show on all the podcasts. That's the only way that we, this show can grow is if you guys click the like button, share, subscribe, click all the engagement buttons and share it to a friend. Now let's get right into this. I said that we also need to take a look at HF802. And I literally put the law in front of them, gave them access to it with a link. And I said, and I need to just let you know, there are now concepts that it is illegal for me to teach you about according to the state of Iowa. I'm pausing this real quick. So this is a teacher who is, who's saying that she's circumventing the critical race theory teachings to teach critical race theory to her kids. And she just said, I will send them something, I will put a link in front of them, and then she's basically coercing them into asking questions about a particular topic. Now listen to her. And I went through, um, they used to be called defined concepts, or divisive concepts, now they're called defined concepts in our law. Um, so I went through those 10 defined concepts with them um, so that they could see what the law was. And they immediately, by the time I think we were on the second or third one, they're like, but is it illegal for me to ask questions? Can I? And I was like, it, there, you, this is only for me. You can ask as many questions as you like. And then I took them to the part of the law that said, um, this law doesn't prohibit me from answering questions. I said, so if there's any question that you have about these defined concepts, you can ask them and then I can answer them. <laughs> so I said, so let's just take another minute what questions do you have that you want me to build this course around and take some time to answer? And the questions after going through HF802 were so much more pointed. Like one of them straight up was a sticky note that says, is the United States systemically racist? And I was like, well, that would be a fascinating conversation that now we can have because you've asked. Um, so I think, and this might be an extraordinary silver lining, the fact that this law in itself represents how um, I actually have a hard time grasping how a concept can be illegal in my mind, but um, how this law itself can represent um, systemic oppression and that it becomes an illustration for my students. It's just so funny how these leftists are always going on full blast, on full display. Like, they completely expose themselves to what they're doing. First off, I want to point out that she has she and her in her, um, in her, her description of herself. So... One, one could only assume how she answered that question, is America systemically racist? So she's admitting to circumventing the state law when it comes to teaching critical race theory. She's basically coercing her kids into asking questions by showing them specific stories, by telling them that, hey, ask questions on this, so that she can answer the question in a way that will support the critical race theory. And in turn, making people hate America, making these students hate, um, you know, people basically it's, it's fueling the racism divide in this country. That's what it does. Now I, when I went to college, I went to college for like a year. I failed every class. I had one teacher that was actually teaching us a bunch of this systemic racism BS. And she was like a black lives matter professor teaching black history, yada, yada, yada. And I remember sitting in the class and saying to myself, oh, okay, you know, if she's going to teach the history of, of the race of racism in America, like, that's totally fine, I guess. You know, it's historic. It's historic. I'll, I'll listen to it. I'll be like, okay, well, glad things, and I'll, and I'll always end each lesson in my mind, glad things have changed. But she would end each lesson relating that 
which was that happened 70, 80 years ago to what happens today. And there was one girl in the class, she was a hardcore Republican. She would raise her hand every time and just argue with the teacher. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you bringing that up? Like, that has nothing to do with anything. Why are you teaching us the nonsense that, that you're teaching us? It's all, it's been debunked. Like, you know, the, you know, when a Black Lives Matter talks about it's all debunked stuff. Now, let's read the article. A teacher in Iowa explains how she evades her state ban on critical race theory in schools by tempting her students to ask questions about issues she can't teach. Um... The teacher, Petra Lang, works at a high school and is also uh, an adjunct professor at Simpson College in Iowa. She says that as a sec- secondary educator at a, prom- 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 at a mostly white high school in suburban district, uh, Lang was speaking in an online forum called Unbanned Anti-Racism Education in Iowa when she detailed how she managed to get around the law. She explained that she would say, we need to take off, uh, take a look at HF 802 and the students, uh, and, her, and showed her students the state law. Ling showed her students that she was not allowed to teach certain topics to them, but they could answer questions that they had. Lang recounted, telling her students, I need to t- just let you know that there are now concept, concepts that are illegal for me to teach you about, according to the state law. One, of course, is called gender and race culture. Now, it's not Ill- this is the thing. It's not illegal to teach concepts. It's, it's illegal to teach, uh, I guess, concepts in, I guess it would be public schools, maybe. I don't know if the same thing applies for private schools. Maybe private schools should, should be able to do whatever they want because it's people, people paying, you know. Then don't go to the private school then. You know, go to a different private school. But because I, I consider private schools, you know, private businesses at that point. But it's not so much that it's illegal to teach concepts. It's illegal to teach BS. Okay, it's illegal to to push your BS agenda through these BS concepts to kids in public school because at the end of the day, there are people who just have no choice but they have to go to that school, and kids and parents don't want their kids to be learning a bunch of BS. Stick to actual educational topics. If a kid wants to look up about gender race theory, they can do that on their own accord. There's tons of information online. There's tons of resources. They can just go watch some stupid Twitch streamers. <coughs> Let's continue reading. So Iowa teacher proudly explains how she circumvents the critical race theory ban. Instead of teaching critical race theory, she reviews cr- critical race concepts that are called out in the law and encourages her kids to ask questions about these concepts. This is her critical race theory ban workaround. She explained, okay, in the same form, an activist encouraged educators to use George Floyd's birthday, October 4th, as a day of civil disobedience when they teach critical race theory despite the state ban. Now, these people got balls to put this stuff on public display as such. They seriously do. And they're putting it on display so much and they seem to have no shame at all. They seem to think there's going to be no consequences for their actions. Me personally, I hope these dumb, dumb B-words get fired. So up on screen, I have this is a massive anti-lockdown protest in Australia. Now, for the, those of you listening, um, it, it seems to have gotten extremely violent as anti-lockdown protesters busted through a uh, wall of police. It seems like police were greatly outnumbered by this wall of anti-lockdown protesters as they went into flooding into the streets. Now, I'm going to break down the exact story. I'm going to break down how exactly um, Australia is basically 
in the middle of a revolution because this is stuff happening that keeps happening on the daily. Uh, we're seeing police completely mace and pepper spray, literally old people that are just too slow to run. So they're pretty much targeted out. And you see them tackling them to the ground in a lot of viral videos. So let's read. Anti-lockdown protesters storm streets of Melbourne, Australia. Uh, in September 18th, a massive clash between police and anti-lockdown protesters took place in Melbourne, Australia. And totaled 235 people were arrested in Melbourne as a result of the cl clash and 32 were arrested in Sydney. Rutgers reported Victoria Police said six officers injured hospitalization, several officers were knocked to the ground and trampled, and police said that television footage showed about 700 people managed to gather in parts of Melbourne as 2,000 officers made the city uh, uh, center virtually a no-go zone. Setting up checkpoints and barricades, public transportation and rideshare into the city were suspended. The Sydney riot squad was deployed to use force against those uh, who chose to gather in large crowds. Sydney has originally locked down as a result of nine people dying. Imagine that. Imagine locking down over nine people dying. One, um, they're not going to close down cars for that. One death is tragically. Uh, one, one death is tragic. As a, one death is a tragedy. But in relation to the population size of 5.3 million, Sydney's new outbreak was not one of the alarmed about uh, the effect that it, less, it affected less than 0.1%. 0.01% of the population. The government will continue to restrict the free will of people until at least 70% of the citizenry has been fully vaccinated, a number that the United States has not even managed to reach yet, and a quite unreasonable goal when battered uh, with freedoms. Uh, and this is another video. I'll play it. Someone on the streets. <coughs> of the mini for Rebel News in Melbourne. <coughs> Things are getting really tense between union members and union reps who have armed themselves across there. Police have just deployed purple spray and rubber bullets <coughs> and some tear gas. The full story coming next. So that's pretty much it. It was extremely disappointing to see another example of small minority, uh, minority of the community showing a complete disregard for the health and safety of not only police, but each and every Victorian. Victorian police said in a reference to the crash, the clash. So that's what's going on in Australia. I hope they keep revolting. I hope they end up uh, taking down the tyrants. Things. The federal government is releasing migrants from the border into multiple cities across America. Now, those cities include, obviously, the big cities like New York City, uh, Chicago, Denver, Minneapolis, you know, the socialist liberal hellholes. Another reason for you guys to get out and abandon those cities. So... As the, US, uh, the United States faces a surge in migrants at the southern border, immigration agencies are releasing migrants into cities across the country. Government-contracted plans are being used to transport hundreds of migrants from the border to ICE offices in cities Chicago, Denver, Minneapolis, and New York City. The flights are from uh, iAero Airways, which is a government contractor. The, the airline is also used to transport migrants in custody of Customs and Border Protections and Department of Health and whatever. Okay, tens of thousands of migrants have been released into the country from these flights so far. <clears throat> the flights for ICE, which are known as ICE Air, are one of the main ways migrants are getting transported from the U.S.-Mexico border to ICE field offices. These offices have limited space, and too many migrants are coming across the border every day. So, what's the point of sending migrants from the southern border, putting them on a plane, and sending them to different ICE offices? Obviously, to release them in those areas. Otherwise, you would keep them close to the southern border so you could just get them out quicker. So the intention is to basically release them spread out throughout the country in these liberal cities. 
And you wonder why places like L.A. keep voting Democrat. You wonder why. Um, so former ICE Buffalo field officer Tom Feely reported that ICE headquarters pressured local field offices to release hundreds of migrants in order to make room for more. They're getting uh, pounded every day, fielding calls from headquarters about who can release and make room for people on the border. Uh, how about you just throw them back in, across the border? A law enforcement source tells uh, tells me 8,000 people, this is breaking from a tweet, a law enforcement source tells me that 8,000 people, part of family units, will be processed by CBP. When they continue the journey to the U.S., many go to live with family. They will, uh, they will be given a notice to appear before a judge within 12 to 36 months at their final destination. To further explain feelings, so basically... Uh, all we're doing is we're catching them at the border, shipping them into an inter- interior, releasing them and getting more, and then releasing them back and getting more and then releasing them. Feely explained that local leaders of the offices are forced to play the game to avoid backlash from the headquarters. He noted that CBP has been putting aliens uh, on ICE air flights in San Diego, El Paso, and Tucson. Uh, they remain in CBP custody until they are processed and released by enforcement and removal operations. So this is nothing but an entire operation in order to get people from the border to be spread out across America. What This is what they want. They want to change the demographics of America. They want to keep get more people in this country that are dependent. And also, they want to get more people in this country in order to, you know, deflate the inflation that they're causing by creating more consumers. Also, this helps out big business because these people are probably mostly going to be patron big businesses. You give them uh, ten thousand uh, dollars, that money is pretty much all going to big businesses anyway. So, big businesses involved in this as well. Big business and the federal government are pretty much the same exact thing at this point because uh, that that's socialism. Uh, it's ironic because it's everything that's a socialist claim to be against. <clears throat> so. You know, but there's no rhyme or reason to anything the left does, especially the socialists. So this is what they're doing. They want to. We I don't even have to explain this to you guys. You guys know this. They just want to replace the voting population with illegals. This is why it's important for you guys to just get up and leave. Because for as many person in New York, for as many people as in California, you might be flipping them. <clears throat> you might be flipping someone to vote Republican in the next election. Well, for every person you flip, maybe a half. Maybe one, maybe two. I don't know what the number is. There'll be another illegal migrant coming in that's going to get a mail-in ballot shipped to their house and then it's going to fill out a Democrat. So I hate to break it to you. You're fighting an uphill battle that you're not going to win. Jump ship, go somewhere else, make sure you can keep somewhere else safe and secure. Keep flip Nevada, flip Arizona, flip Pennsylvania. There's tons of other states that have better quality of life than these big Democrat strongholds. And you can actually stay in the fight in those areas. We're talking about California and New York. You need to flip millions of votes. Millions of votes. You need to flip the entire population of entire cities in order to even come close to getting Republican politicians in office. You can go to a swing state, and all you got to do is flip a few thousand. Simple as it's literally that simple. Be smart, pick your battles correctly. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Please don't forget to like, subscribe to notifications on every single day if you can listen to the flip. So, the show, the Joey Saladin Show, and all the podcast apps. Thank you so much for watching. Listen in. Peace out.